If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, the Canadian Western Agribition Annual Meeting gets underway this afternoon in Regina. Agribition is reporting a loss this year, and a new president is to be selected at the meeting. We have a comprehensive feature with a weather specialist on today's storm that's already reached the southeast part of Saskatchewan. Sask Wheat releases its weekly price outlook. Real Agriculture talks about fertilizer. And we have the latest Saskatchewan cattle market report. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Canadian Western Agribition is reporting a loss of $321,000 for the 2021 show. President Chris Lee says a financial loss is difficult to report, but the 50th anniversary show brought together farm business in the barns. He says the show continued to advocate Canadian agriculture on an international basis and has a bright future. Despite the operating loss, Agribition reported more than $4 million in revenue in 2021. CEO Chris Lane says the annual meeting will be held this afternoon in Regina. Well, the annual general meeting for Agribition is when we go over the 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 performance of the business from the past year and and uh what's exciting this year is we have a uh, a show on the books uh obviously we did our 50th show in november and uh and we're going to report a little bit on that so there's some you know general constitutional resolution some housekeeping stuff that gets done uh we have a, an election for directors new directors for another term here at agribition and then um our president, Chris Lees, is, his term is expiring, so there will be a new president of Agribition by the end of the day today, too. And despite the loss, Lane says the show was successful. You know, it was a show that was still in uh, some version of COVID and COVID restrictions, as you know, uh, and that played a part to it, how we did financially. But the, the main thing is, is that, uh, that we did a show, it was a great show, and we are in a financial position that still allows us to operate as Agribition normally would, uh, which is really the goal here. And, that, and, and we're really proud of that, and we're excited about uh, the shows to come. Yeah, I think you said you won't even be touching the contingency fund, so that's pretty good news. Yeah, that's right. We have a, a contingency fund of $500,000 that uh, remained whole through all of COVID and, and remains whole to this day. So um, I think it's, it speaks to the resiliency of Agribition and the business model here that, 
that you know we can we can ride the ups and downs and still be here to put on the event and the show in the marketplace that people expect. How was attendance? We clocked attendance last year at about eighty five thousand people uh, over six days, which is less than than it has been in previous years. in In twenty nineteen, I think we were around one hundred and twenty thousand. So clearly, fewer people were were able to come either whether that's other agriculture related issues or COVID. Uh, we certainly know we didn't have the school kids at Agribition this year, so that was a significant number of attendance that wasn't at the show for those six days. But we're looking forward to kind of rebounding that number back to where we have uh, come to expect it north 100,000 people for uh, 2022. Any new programs to be announced at the annual meeting? I, you know, I don't know that we're going to do that uh, this time around, Jim. I think what we really focused on was building a budget and a plan and a program that really was spoke to the core of what Agribition is about. So all of the things that you've come to know and love at Agribition, so obviously all of the, the cattle breed and species shows, some light horse entertainment stuff, uh, Four Nights Pro Rodeo's back, all of those things, including the education program and the trade show, that really are the core of those six days of programs. Those are obviously back and being bolstered. And I think what we wanted to do is leave ourselves some room to add some programs depending on, on how the market comes back for disposable income and dollars. So I think we're not going to you know, make any big splashes today with, with the brand new programming, but really it is getting back to fully out of COVID, hopefully and uh, being able to do the core of what Agribition has become famous for. You said a new president will be elected today. Who's the current vice president? Kim Hextall, who is a producer along with her husband from Grenfell. She's been vice president for a few years now and has served on the executive for years before that, so very well versed in Agribition's day-to-day business, but also the importance of the event. Agribition will see leadership changes this year with both President Chris Lees of Arcola's term expiring and the departure of CEO Chris Lane. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca and Prairie Co-op. A major storm has reached southeast Saskatchewan. The president of WeatherLogics in Winnipeg, Scott Kaler, says the storm hit North Dakota and entered Canada last night. North Dakota was hit very hard by this winter storm, especially last night. Many areas already have more than a foot of snow and some a lot more than that. Uh, Very high winds too, so pretty much every highway in North Dakota was closed as of last night. And north central parts of the state kind of centered around Minot are still seeing very heavy snow today. So by time all said and done, a lot of parts of central North Dakota will be well over a foot of snow and some probably over two feet. Kaler says the storm has hit the Canadian border. The storm crossed over into Manitoba starting yesterday evening. So areas right along the U.S. border already saw snow uh, last night starting you know, by mid-evening. And then the heavier snow and accumulation started along the Trans-Canada and Manitoba early this morning. Kaler outlines the snowfall accumulations. It will be a challenge to measure snow because of the high winds, but I've been asking around and we're hearing reports in south-central parts of Manitoba of already approaching a foot. So along the Manitoba escarpment, places like Morden and Deerwood, we're talking anywhere from 20 to close to 30 centimeters uh, as of now. In Winnipeg, uh, as of uh, kind of midday, we're talking about probably in the 10 to 15 centimeter range, and then other parts of southwestern Manitoba. I haven't seen as many reports, but likely in the 15 to 25 
centimeter range. So the mounts are already getting quite high, and the storm is really just in its early stages still. Kaler has few details about snowfall in southeast Saskatchewan. I haven't heard much out of Saskatchewan yet, but just based on the radar, I don't think the amounts there are getting too high quite yet. If you're in the very extreme corner, so right near the Manitoba and North Dakota borders, in that far corner of Saskatchewan, you wouldn't surprise me if those areas had got maybe close to 10 centimeters or 4 inches, but for most of, of the province, it hasn't really hit too hard quite yet, just light snow. Kaler expects the storm to hit further north and west in Saskatchewan. Well, as the day progresses, what's going to happen is all of the snow that's in Manitoba is going to begin to pivot to the west. And so areas along the Manitoba border will see that snow spilling in, moving east to west, actually. And it's going to spin into eastern Saskatchewan and begin to uh, cause some higher accumulation. So closer you are to the Manitoba border, the earlier it will start. And then areas farther to the west, like Regina, are going to be later on, and, and the amounts there won't be nearly as bad. Kaler says the snowfall model has been updated. For the uh, entire event, we haven't seen the model really change that much, actually. It's been quite consistent throughout. So in Manitoba, we're talking generally 30 to 50 centimeters in total, and I'm looking here at the latest uh, update from our model for Saskatchewan. So areas like Estevan, so very close to the U.S. border, we're probably looking at just over a foot of snow in total, same if you're in the far southeast corner near the Manitoba border of Saskatchewan. And then a little bit farther north, place like Melville, probably more like 20 centimeters, Regina, 15, and then farther west, uh, Swift Current, probably more like only just 5 to 10, Saskatoon, probably 5 or less. Kaler says the snow and wind will continue into tomorrow. Well, if you're in Saskatchewan, it'll, like I said, will get progressively worse today. And then the system kind of stalls out in uh, northern North Dakota. So we're going to see the snow in eastern Saskatchewan continue through most of Thursday, along with those high winds, and then begin to taper off on Thursday night. Winds will remain breezy on Friday, but will get a little bit better. And also maybe occasional light snow continuing Friday, but the bulk of it will be over by Thursday night. And Manitoba, not too different. So we'll see the heaviest of the snows today, moderate snow continuing Thursday, and then tapering off to just light snow Thursday night. But the winds remaining fairly high until uh, Friday morning, and then they'll slowly decline through the day Friday. Kaler says more normal spring weather will return in Saskatchewan early next week. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Hey, Kara Oosterhuis here with RealAgriculture.com. I am back here today with another Canola School episode, and I have here with me Bethany Wyatt, who is a Senior Technical Service Specialist with BASF. How's it going today? Really good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So we are here today to talk about 4Rs. Now, we're hearing lots and lots of 4Rs recently in the last couple of years when it comes to environmental stewardship. However, in a year where inputs are very costly, we're talking about it even more. What are the 4Rs? 
So when it comes to 4R nutrient management, it's essentially a set of principles for managing fertilizer application that's going to take economics, agronomics, logistics, and environmental stewardship into account. Specifically, they are the right source, right rate, right time, and right place. So let's break down each of those 4Rs. Let's maybe start right rate. What is what is that? So when we are talking about the right rate, this step is kind of ensuring that your crop has the proper amount of nutrients available to meet your target yield. Okay, and right source? Right source would be utilizing products to ensure that the nutrients are going to be in the proper plant available form by the time of take up. Okay, right time? Right time is essentially um, saying that the nutrients um, need to be made available as close to crop uptake as possible. Um, Essentially meaning that if you're applying too early, that could increase losses, um, not only on your bottom line, but essentially losses to the environment as well, which we don't want either. And now right place, do you want to elaborate on what that is? Yeah, so right place is really ensuring that the nutrients are going to be as close to the plants as possible to ensure that uptake actually happens, but also to help decrease those unwanted losses to the environment. So when looking at all of these as a whole, why are these all beneficial to, you know, your economic bottom line, your agronomic, your logistical, your environmental? Why why are these so crucial? So... I'll start off by saying the vast majority of growers in Western Canada are already doing a very good job following um, for our nutrient management. Essentially, the equipment we have, the products we we have available to us, and the way and the time that we farm in, it it allows us to be able to follow this. But of course, a year such as this one, it it allows us to have a really good opportunity to fine-tune some of these specifically. Um, When it comes to economics, ultimately, we're looking at um, getting getting the right rate. Um, For example, I mean, I could take any of these four hours as an example, but right rate when when we're talking about this year in economics. We know that last year, um, many experienced extreme drought conditions, and one of the things that comes with that is that are a lot of crops didn't reach their potential yields, their full potential yield, but they were fertilized for a lot higher crops. So there is the potential for residual or carryover nitrogen left in a lot of fields. So doing something like soil testing can absolutely help um, determine if you have some carryover nitrogen. And then looking at your crop, what you're targeting this year, you can maybe utilize some of that nitrogen um, carryover that you would have from last year um, if, if we're talking about economics. When it comes to agronomics, really that that's all about applying products at the right time and again the right source. They kind of go together. Um, one example of that would be, you know, if we are applying nitrogen in the fall, floating um, nitrogen on in the fall, um, we're we know that there can be losses from nitrogen fertilizer. So if you are doing that, whether it's from an agronomic or a logistical reason, make sure that you're using the proper product, you know, make sure your nitrogen has a urease or nitrification inhibitor to prevent those losses. Not only are you losing valuable nutrients um, if the conditions are right, um, but obviously those losses to the atmosphere, which we want to 
decrease. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, 5 to 10 centimeters of snow and blowing snow. Wind north 40, gusting to 60. The high, minus 5. Tonight, 5 to 10 centimeters of snow. The low, minus 8. Thursday, 5 centimeters of snow. Wind north 40, gusting to 60. The high, minus 6. The low, minus 11 for Thursday. Friday, cloudy. The high, minus 8. The low, minus 14. Saturday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 5. Evening periods of snow Saturday with a low, minus 9. Sunday, more snow. High, minus 4. Low, minus 7. Monday, sunny, high plus four, the low minus five. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high forecast plus six. Normal high for this date is 12 degrees. The normal low minus two. The sun rose at 6.09 this morning. It sets at 7.49 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Hudson Bay at minus five. The cold spot, Buffalo Narrows at minus 13. Estevan is at minus six. Saskatoon minus eight. Swift Current minus nine. Weyburn and Yorkton, both minus 6. Regina has drifting snow. It's minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 38 gusting to 56. Humidity is 73%. The barometric pressure dropping 101.9. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 6. Winds are from the north at 33 gusting to 55. Once again, Regina drifting snow in minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The latest Sask Wheat Outlook says prices for wheat remain quite volatile. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled the outlook for the Sask Wheat website. Markets continue to be roiled by the ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict. Price volatility is high as traditional buyers of wheat and other commodities are trying to find new suppliers. For wheat, attention is also shifting to the conditions of the fall-planted crop emerging from dormancy in the Northern Hemisphere, where the next two months will be critical. Spring plantings will also be watched closely. Early indications from the U.S. suggest that increased wheat plantings are unlikely this spring. But to start, here's a look at last week's futures closes. May 22 contract Chicago winter wheat closed up 67 cents on the week. May 22 Kansas hard red winter wheat closed up 94 cents on the week. And March 22 Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed up 62 cents on the week. 
This Monday, wheat markets were up again by double-digit numbers, showing another 14 to 34 cent per bushel gains, with the biggest gains in Kansas City hard red winter. Next is a look at the cash markets of last week. There was not too much activity to report on. Jordan passed on their tender. The Philippines bought 50,000 tons of Indian wheat for August shipment at 365 to 370 US per ton. Reports suggest Iran bought another 180,000 tons this week, but we did receive no details. Iraq said it procured 3 million tons of local wheat. Egypt is also said to be concentrating on the local crop. Tunisia announced it will raise the price paid to their domestic farmers of soft wheat by 50% to 100 dinars, approximately US 335 per ton, and Durham by 30% to 130 dinars, about 436 US per ton, aiming at eventual self-sufficiency in Durham wheat. U.S. export sales at 156,000 left the season total at 713 million bushel, still down 24% from last year's export volumes. We can say that demand for old crop wheat is slowing. To continue, here some of last week's major news in the markets by major origin, starting with Canada. Not a lot new in Canada itself. According to StatScan, Canadian wheat exports during February amounted to 1 million tons for an August Feb total of 7.2 million tons. This is a 40% decline from last year. To meet the AFC 13.2 million ton projections for the year, monthly exports will need to be 1.2 million tons for the remaining five months of the marketing year. Such volumes have only been accomplished twice this year in August and September. Weekly export volumes continue to be uninspiring as week 35 exports were just 189,000 tons. Generally, the trader's attention is turning towards new crop. Even without some of Ukraine's crop, normal conditions in the rest of the world would provide enough wheat for for the global supply but dry conditions in the US and Europe are concerning. The wheat market will increasingly be weather driven. Turning to Durham, the USDA left US Durham, the US Durham balance sheet unchanged last week in their report. According to StatScan, total Canadian Durham exports in February were 147,000 tons for a season total of 1.5 million tons, which is 45% of last year's volume. Morocco remains our top Durham customer, importing 344,000 tons year to date. New crop Durham prices continue to rise as buyers are realizing that next year's supply might be lower than they anticipated earlier. We heard of a 1575 per bushel new crop special, which should be sold in our opinion. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled the weekly market report for the Sask Wheat website. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk compiled the latest market outlook for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Feeder steer prices were mixed with relatively only small changes over the last week. The bigger changes were in the heavier weight feeder steer categories. The largest price increase was seen in the 7 to 800 pound feeder steer weight category, increasing $2.23 per hundredweight to average $201.40 per hundredweight. The biggest price declines over the week were in the 8 to 900 pound feeder steer weight category, which declined $1.92 to end the week at an average price of $186 per hundredweight. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also mixed over the week and had larger position increases versus the negative price declines. The largest price increase was seen in the heavier 800-pound feeder heifer weight category, increasing $2.75 per hundredweight to end the week at an average price of $168.25. The largest price decline was seen in the lightweight 3 to 400-pound weight category, with prices declining by $2.55 per hundredweight to end the week with an average price of $203.83 per hundredweight. What were the factors behind these price changes? Again, feeder steer prices. Feeder prices were overall mixed with relatively small changes. Western Canadian feed barley prices were relatively unchanged last week in comparison to U.S. corn prices, which, which did push higher. If we see these higher feed prices move into Canada this week, we could probably see cash feeder markets move lower. What were marketings? Canfax reported a total of 7,918 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. That was down from 10,082 head marketed the previous week and slightly below 8,239 head marketed during the same week in 2021. Seasonally, we can expect lower cattle markings here in the short term. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsniuk compiled the weekly cattle market outlook for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Purchase your all-weather windows with installation from Freeze Tallman before April 27th and you'll save 15%. Grain prices were reflecting a downward trend in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 12.60 at 10.9942. Yellow peas dropped $11 at 6.2866. Number 1 red spring wheat went down 87 cents at 5.0946. The rest were unchanged. Durham $551.16. Feed barley 3.6254. Flax 12.9147. Lentils 9.3250. Oats 3.9153. Feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis this morning, May spring wheat gained 10.5 cents at 11.67 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is Renee from the Livestock in Cinnaboy with the market report for April 6th. D1 and D2 cows average 96 up to 110. D3s average 80 to 90. And canner cows from 35 to 70. Heparets were strong at 128 up to 139. And slaughter bulls 116 to 138. 
We also had a couple heifers, groups of heifers on offer. 900 pounds and over, averaged 141 up to 158. And 8 to 900-pound heifers, averaged 170 to 173. This is Boots reporting from the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction. Have a safe day, and thanks for your support. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two twenty-one twenty-two per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan 4-H Provincial Public Speaking Competition was held in Middle Lake on Saturday. All 32 young people prepared and delivered excellent presentations. These are the top placing in each of the 4-H categories. Cloverbud's first place went to Josie Ryu with the Hanley Lighthorse 4-H Club. The top spot in the junior age category went to Camilla Pineda of the Redverse Wranglers Lighthorse 4-H Club. Intermediate first place to Amber Spray of the Calvington 4-H Beef Club and top senior was Hunter Reed of the Saskatoon 4-H Beef Club. The price of oats hit a record high in Chicago in trading on Monday. According to Bloomberg, oat futures jumped 1.6% to a record $8.07 a bushel. Analysts say that's still very much the impact of the massive drought on the prairies last summer with Canada being a top supplier of oats to the U.S. On the markets today, the TSX is up 163 points to 21,879. The Dow has risen 245 points to 34,465. Oil has gained $2.48 at 103.08 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 36 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.44 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.